0: It's that day again. Well, it's Tuesday, Is that day again. It's June 20th. I have Jordan Cox in the studio for the second time. We got some segues, got some conversations, and we got a fun show for you today. So I hope you're ready. Let's we got this. You know, Jordan's getting a behind the scenes look at what actually happens before the show rolls in the morning. My favorite part. And let let. <laughs> often the well now you know why when kyle and i roll into the show in the morning we already have kind of like some like pre-charged energy because we come in and usually like one of us will get here and then like nathan's on and he's got the show up and then the other person will arrive and somebody will be like hey guess what i saw or you know what i was thinking and (laughs) and today jordan rolls in because i was i was uh giving him i wasn't giving you grief about your suit yesterday (laughs) I, i was i was complimenting your suit but he rolls in today show the people the shirt
1: this oh is... man! This is it. This is it. Okay, tell, tell us about where'd merch. that
0: come from? <laughs> Bootleg merch. No.
1: So here's what I was thinking was I wanted to be a part of the More Than Cars premiere so bad, and I wanted to get some merch so bad that I actually went out to Target, bought a shirt, and then made some uh, special <laughs> graffiti stuff spray on paint. it in, uh, in a very special style. So, man, check that out.
0: Let me, and let this, me show this, you. W- this, maybe
1: maybe this will be available one day.
0: Let, right? uh, <laughs> let me just show you something.
1: <laughs> hold on.
0: Hold yeah. on. Oh, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> so you're never a troublemaker unless you have some spray paint handy, yeah. right? We got the if you're if you're listening to the podcast, we got a little ASMR. We got spray. Look, he's got spray paint too. <laughs> so listen, there's a, there's an element of spray paint that is just a part of my DNA. Um, our very first Asoto event with the swag boxes we had, we literally yeah. had like a hundred swag boxes. We laid them out. We made stencils for them, and we literally spray painted them. Um, no they, kidding, they were so cool. I remember Dude. some some of the guests would be like, "I'm never throwing this thing out." It was so cool. Yeah. So. Thank you for harnessing the spirit and energy of a Soto, but bringing some rattle cans on the show. Um, rattle it up. Hey, we want to thank our friends at Automotive News, by the way, because the print edition of last week, at episode, our issue came in and we looked at it and they featured more than cars in the print issue. And so cool. that's the kind of collaboration and that's the kind of support that we know exists in automotive. Like they're really, I can't think of another industry where so many people And so many like operators share secrets. They celebrate one another's wins. And that really is the essence of what we're building with the Esoto community. And thank you for our our friends at Automotive News, uh, putting that in uh, the print edition. Again, thanks to Jim Fitzpatrick, also in CBT for featuring More Than Cars. More Than Cars, we filmed the second episode last week. And really, it is just an initiative to tell the inspiring stories that happen inside dealers every day. Jordan, you have like a front row seat to these things. I'm actually kind (laughs) of jealous of that. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, the cool thing is like you are a part of it every day. So you actually are a part of the production part of it, the shooting, the post-production. And it's cool where I get to see it with like that fresh perspective. So um I love that because I get to sit down and watch those kind of premieres. And I'm really looking forward to episode two when you guys were at uh Beaver Toyota. I mean, Patrick Abad and the team over there, they're known for, man, just putting their employees first so that their customers will also be put in front of their employees. You pour into your employees, they pour into their customers. But, I- uh uh, man, I'm, true. I'm
0: still looking forward to it. Oh, we got a lot of pay- people saying hi, Joanna. Good morning, Brian Ortega. Yeah, good Tuesday. morning, Charles Brian McCann. Ortega, let's go. You're the man. Charles is the first one I think to send us a picture of the the article that was in there. Thank you, Charles. Adrian says, "Morning, hello from morning. Florida. Morning. Even <laughs> though it's raining, you're not going to get any sympathy from the people in upstate New York. It re- actually <laughs> rains <laughs> or here <dieta>. and snows. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, <laughs> uh, we love you guys. Thank you for being here on the live stream today. Let's talk about some news. What do you think? Man, right. let's do it. It's this is going to be great. Here. All right, we got some fun ones today. In an attempt to clarify EV battery sourcing guidelines, um, the National Auto Dealer Association, NADA, and the Alliance for Automotive Innovation are urging the U.S. Treasury to adjust its definition of what it says when a vehicle is, quote, unquote, placed in service. They're arguing that the current interpretation limits the effectiveness and application of the EV tax credits that we've been hearing so much about. The proposed changes aim to ensure that the EVs remain eligible for... For credits, um, even if the year um, passes, so or if the year moves on, so let me give you an example. So EVs right now, the credit it says when the vehicle is delivered is when the credit can be issued. However, um, this um, NADA and the Association for Automotive uh, Innovation are saying actually the credit should be. When the vehicle tied to when the vehicle is actually manufactured. So Joe Manchin, the Democratic senator or a congressperson from he's a senator. Is he a senator. Why can't I figure this out? He's a senator. senator you're yes, right, senator. yeah. He detailed his concerns over the handling of the tax credit. Also, once it's the change, arguing that the Treasury has ser- quote seriously misconstrued the plain language and clear purpose of the critical minerals and battery component requirements. So if you're trying hard to keep up, it's Because it's complicated. But basically, (laughs) in 2024, batteries manufactured by what they call um, excluded entities, which could include companies controlled by, for instance, China, starting in 2024, they will no longer be eligible for the credit. Starting in 2025, there are quote unquote critical minerals that also have to be, um, you know, sourced from uh, the US or approved entities and or you can't get the credit. And so... All of NADA and these companies are saying, Hey, we're making all these EVs, we're manufacturing them according to yep. guidelines in twenty twenty three. When it so if the vehicle was manufactured in twenty twenty three, it should still be eligible for the credit, even if the calendar date passes to twenty twenty four. Did you keep up with all that?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I think so. I might have to take some notes on it. But man, so it's interesting because they have uh, this incentive set up so that more consumers buy these EVs. But now you're seeing the switch to actually be, you know, it's a benefit to the manufacturer, but now they're almost classifying it more like a manufacturer incentive, which that's a good thing. Manufacturers, they want to be able to produce a certain number of vehicles. Um, It used to be half a million. At one point, it was a million also uh, to qualify for that. And I think it's a big thing that they will now know which vehicles qualify for that based on when they're produced. Mm -hmm. Um, It's also cool now because now that incentive will actually be tied to the VIN, which it really never was tied to that way before. So it's at the VIN level, which is amazing. So I think that's a big win for manufacturers, so they have a little bit clearer perspective on that. Um, There are some big manufacturers out there, whether it's GM – whether it's Nissan, whether it's Tesla, or whether it's Rivian.
0: oh, set and spike. Segway. Time. Speaking of Rivian, we got this little thing. It was going a bump set and a spike on the Segways today. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> these, these next two are fun. In a move that sounds awfully familiar to those of us in the retail auto industry, electric vehicle startup Rivian has launched an in-person shopping event on a parking lot as it invites buyers to its factory <laughs> parking lots to browse, buy, drive vehicles, and actually buy them and take delivery off the lot as it struggles through this in, uh, elevated inventory level that it has of its RT1 pickup truck. So the company is actually literally calling it the quote unquote Rivian dealership where customers can look at you know probably between 30 and 50, uh, 50 trucks available for immediate purchase. Um, it's it's a sale. It's happening on Saturday. And they have a lot of the variants of their four-motor R1T pickup uh, with their biggest battery pack starting at a very affordable entry-level $87,000. <laughs> um, if you want the Rivian SUV, you still are on a really long waiting list, like a year and a half. And, um, and Stephanie Brindley, the principal auto analyst at S&P Global Mobility, says they don't want to try the dealer path. She says, but they are getting to a point where demand isn't gone, but electric vehicle makers are having to work harder for customers. This is my favorite part of the quote. You do have to sell vehicles, believe it or not. (laughs) (laughs) No way. (laughs) Stephanie Brindley is our people. I don't know her, but she's (laughs) our people. (laughs)
1: Well, you know Paul, it's interesting how the Rivian, now you can actually see them before you buy it. Uh before it was always the uh the web version, the e-commerce version. Mm-hmm. And Paul, Paul, have you ever driven a Rivian? No. Have you been in one?
0: No. Really? I so, and, but the only EVs I've driven, I've driven a Ford Mach-E, um yeah. I've driven a Tesla Model 3 and a Tesla Model Y. Yeah. That's that.
1: Yeah. So I had the chance to be in a Rivian R1T about, man, maybe nine or 10 months ago. It was last year sometime. And uh, it was a friend of mine that had it. He took me for a ride in it. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. But it's different when you get to sit in a vehicle, feel it, touch it. Yes, I don't know if we're going to be doing test drives out there at the factory. Um, Probably.
0: That depends. I bet really, they yeah. will.
1: Okay. I bet they so will. that'd be cool. That'd be yeah. very cool if they do, because you can experience that drive feature. It's nuts.
0: <laughs> It'd be stupid to have everyone on a part. I mean, have somebody everybody there you can't drive it but you can buy it like that doesn't that doesn't feel right to me I, th- I like the fact that it's like not only like moving toward the dealership model calling it a dealership model but it's even like another level of old school because we're going like to like parking lot sales yeah right Like <laughs> back
1: to old school but like the 80s It's like right? super
0: old school like the wacky <laughs> waving guy's gonna be there she put balloons on the truck yes right like <laughs> get a tent where the sales guys are on the point in a golf cart and like we could just yeah. really go for it Here's here's a question I have, and I'd love to know the answer to this, is that when someone is engaging the shopping process while on-site there at the lot, what process are they going to use? Are they going to open the app and order through the app? Is there any kind of continuation like start online and continue at the lot? I bet there's not. I bet there's not. But I'd be really really interested to see how they process the transaction right there on the spot because they don't have anywhere else where they do that. I don't know. Do you know if they can sell trucks right out of their little showroom things that they have in their retail storefronts?
1: Well, it's tough because think of what they're doing at the retail storefronts right now. The way I understand it is you have to go through their app process, order online, things like that. It's just there. So you can kind of like touch and feel it. Mm. That's my guess. And uh, my guess too, is that they're not going to have an online or I'm sorry, in, in person process at their, at their factory, mm-hmm. just because of the laws surrounding that direct to consumer model without mm-hmm. going through like a franchise dealer. That's, that's my guess. Now, If you look at other manufacturers of what they're doing, it's all online, just like
0: Tesla. Mm -hmm. I know you set me up for a segue. (laughs) Oh, there was one little little thing that I wanted to add to this. So last, I know, I know. We'll we'll do a reset up. How's that sound? Oh, okay. (laughs) The the bump set got blocked. We'll do another one. (laughs) I was in a Mercedes retail experience center in Uh, When we were near Beaver Toyota last week, I was in Georgia and it was like a shopping center that had, you know, restaurants and a little bit of retail and there was a Mercedes Benz store and they had some really cool, like custom swag in there. And they had a couple, what's that new electric vehicle they have? They have this, it was really fancy. It was about a hundred grand, but what the heck was it called? There was like an SUV version and a sedan version. It's escaping me at the moment, but either way, you couldn't buy the vehicle in the store. You couldn't even really shop for the vehicle in the store, which was a strange thing they didn't have like an iPad up where you could like configure it and, and look at options. You could sit in the car and they were like, Oh, the the associates there were like, Oh, sit in it, take take a look. It was really cool and yeah. it was nice to sit in the car. And um, here here here's a little opportunity. <laughs> I don't know if I want to put this out there. But so I, 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 of course, we, we start asking questions like, oh, well, what happens if somebody wants to buy one? And they're like, oh, well, you know, we can schedule an appointment for you at the dealership. And then, of course, the next question is like, oh, really? What are you commissioned on that? Or you're like, they get $15 if they set an appointment at a dealership. And if that $108,000 car sells, which I'm sure has a market adjustment on it, they sure. get $75.
1: Oh my word! They're so, getting Paul, away. With, <laughs> they're getting away with murder over there at the Mercedes yeah. dealership. So, so Paul, but like GM is the same way. Have you heard how they agree that they're going to be paying salespeople on the new GM EVs that are coming out, whether it's no. the Bolt EUV or the ones in the future? No, tell us. Yeah. So here's how this works: is that it's going to be the MSRP asking price is the same exact as the invoice price, so mm-hmm. the dealer profit is actually zero on that deal. And then, what's going to happen is GM is actually going to pay that salesperson directly. Then they're also going to pay that dealer directly too. GM so pays I, the
0: salesperson directly.
1: Yes, it's so they're going they to get like a W two
0: or a ten ninety nine from GM at the end of the year. Oh, you're,
1: you're right. So I need to rephrase oh. that. So the the funds will come from GM, but will still be filtered
0: through the dealer. So the dealer but gets it, a thing, and the salesperson gets a thing.
1: Yes, and it's already set. So the salesperson is going to get you're not going to believe this, $100. Then if they said, I know, look at that, big eyes, right? And if they help them set up that charging process because they can opt into charging, yep. they can opt into OnStar, they'll get an incentive of another, of another $50. Okay. And then the dealer gets paid something during that calendar month of about 1%. And then at the end of the quarter, they'll get paid for that entire quarter of about 2%. So the On tire... What would, so 3%
0: total? Exactly.
1: Exactly. Hmm. And if I I remember those right, and it's kind of nuts how that works because it it just seems like they're trying to make it a little bit more complicated and complex, and they really want to control the commissions going out as well as what the dealer's paying. They want to control the
0: pricing really is what it is. They want to make sure there's no incentive or ability at all to change the price of the vehicle.
1: Well, speaking of of changing
0: the price of a vehicle, (laughs) uh, I knew it was coming. I felt felt the plane was circling the runway in a move that appears much more like a traditional OEM. I'm sensing a theme lately. Tesla is providing an $8,000 discount on its Model S and Model X vehicles, as well as get this, three full years of free supercharging for deliveries made by June 30 at the end of this quarter, um, as it wants to make the end of quarter look great. It's got obviously investor meetings and earnings. They wanna lower their inventory and show that they can move the inventory that they made. They've been known to offer special discounts and incentives Um, At end of quarter, they recently offered three months of free supercharging for Model 3s, but obviously their Model S inventory is is very high compared to what it was last quarter, and the Model X is always uh, something that kind of ebbs and flows, very expensive vehicle. The free charging could be worth... Somewhere in the vicinity of several thousand dollars, if you think about that over three years, that's that's real sure. money. Um, and the $8,000 discount on Model S and X are only available, again, if delivery's taken by June 30th. It's starting to feel a lot like the car business around here. <laughs> <laughs> well, Paul, what's crazy,
1: too, they're doing that push through the end of June. That tells you that they're trying to boost their quarter two numbers, in my yep. opinion. No, it based is based off of what they're trying to deliver. For sure. And again, like the incentive push on that, that would be on top of I think of what they already have uh discounted wise based off their MSRP. It is.
0: So like the model the model uh S if I remember correctly, I don't have the numbers here, but I believe the Model S is around eighty-two thousand dollars. Another really affordable grocery getter. Uh, <laughs> 80, eighty-two thousand. When it was like as high as like ninety-four. So yep. you know the 8, 000, it, It's definitely continued to be discounted, and the supercharging on top of that. And you're absolutely right. They're trying to make quarter two look good. And one of the key indicators of that is going to be inventory levels. What they don't want to see is have have people saying like, oh, supply or supply is outpacing demand. So if they can lower inventory, it shows a much more balanced equilibrium between supply and demand. Well, there is no shortage of optimistic, energetic, empathetic leadership in the auto industry. Jordan, thank you for joining me the last two days. Paul, thank you. (laughs) Let's go get some. (laughs) Yeah, let's do it.